Welcome to Season 4 of The Agile Brand with Greg Kilstrom, where we discuss business agility through customer experience, employee experience, and digital transformation. I'm your host, Greg Kilstrom. The Agile World Podcast is brought to you by Tech Systems, an industry leader in full-stack technology services, talent services, and real-world application. For more information, go to techsystems.com. To read more about the topics discussed on this show, you can go to my website at gregkilstrom.com and read my latest articles or get a copy of my latest book, Meaningful Measurement of the Customer Experience, now available on Amazon and other retailers. Before we get started, I'd like to introduce you to a new sponsor of the show, Basecamp. Throughout my career, whether it was at my own agency or now as a consultant, Basecamp is what I've always relied on to help keep projects on track, on schedule, and on budget. It takes a straightforward approach to project management, it streamlines workflow management, and definitely keeps the team in the loop and on top of ongoing updates, which are all major components in a smooth running operation. No matter if it's a simple campaign or a multi-million dollar project, Basecamp has been a key ingredient in the recipe for a successful project and business. Go to Basecamp.com Agile and sign up today to start a free 30-day trial. There's no credit card required and you can cancel online at any time. If you want to know if Basecamp is right for your team, signing up for that free trial is the best way to do so. Remember to go to Basecamp.com Agile, that's Basecamp.com A-G-I-L-E, to get your free trial. Thank you, Basecamp, for sponsoring this episode. Now, let's meet our guest. My name is Greg Kilstrom, and I'm the host of the Agile Brand Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about the current state of B2B e-commerce and what lies ahead for brands. To help me discuss this topic, I'd like to welcome Rupesh Agrawal, CEO of Amla Commerce, makers of Znode, an enterprise B2B e-commerce platform, and Artify, an e-commerce product customization platform. Rupesh, welcome to the show. Thank you, Greg. Thank you for having me today. And I'm, uh, I'm really excited uh, to be part of this. Yeah, looking forward to talking about this with you. Uh, before we get started, though, why don't you give a little background on yourself as well as what led to your role at Amla Commerce? Sure, sure. So my name is Rupesh Agrawal. I'm, uh, you know, I like to call myself as a B2B e-commerce evangelist. You know, I've been doing this for 20 plus years. Um, in the past, uh, I started a digital agency that mainly focused on B2B commerce and helped customers develop strategies as well as, you know, the whole technology implementation and, and, and ongoing maintenance and so on. So we were an end-to-end digital agency and, uh, and I grew it to 600 employees. Uh, and, uh, and, and what I realized was I could, I could do better on the product side. So, so exited that business uh, five years ago. Uh, was very successful and and now i you know i'm i'm fulfilling my dream of of doing b2b e-commerce product uh and and that's how i've landed at at, at amla commerce and Znode. wonderful well yeah so we're we're here to talk about just that so b2b e-commerce and really what brands need to understand not only about its current state as well as what they need to plan for in the near future so from that from that standpoint and and from your perspective running you know e-commerce platforms what are some of the challenges that brands face with the more traditional set of b2b e-commerce tools a great question uh, greg uh, and uh, you know there's so many answers to this but the the main uh, few that that i would say based on my experience are, are really around flexibility. You know, the, the commerce world 
continues to evolve and change and uh, and grow rapidly you know i i like to call you know e-commerce as commerce because a, a much higher percentage of business even in the b2b world is going through through online now yeah yeah. And 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 to support those those rapid changes and rapid adoption, it's critical that these platforms offer flexibility and and several business models. Right? Uh, they can be just a standard. Here are several standard B two B features because those are outdated. Right? And and a lot of these platforms that are out there, they were written a decade ago. You know, some some even fifteen years ago. And um, and then they got acquired and so on and and no innovation has happened and uh, and that's the biggest lack in the marketplace that some of the the organizations that that want strong B two B e commerce tool sets get stuck uh, you know are stuck with the old technologies uh, that are not flexible enough yeah yeah and so because of these technical challenges what are what are brands missing out on you know what 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 could they be achieving if if not for some of the lack of flexibility? Yeah, so the biggest thing is reaction, right? So for example, when COVID you know hit, right? It, it is uh, you know brands need technology stack that is that is allowing them to react fast to the customer needs, right? You know you know I, I give a Chase example all the time. You know now nobody goes to to banks and the tellers and 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 so on you know, and drive-throughs, right? You do everything on the phone. It's one-stop shop. You know, brands need to sort of be able to take their e-commerce technologies and make that same exact thing for their customers, right? To to develop that uh, uh, yeah. that that loyalty and so on. So, yeah, the biggest thing is that they're missing out on reacting fast enough. Yeah, yeah. And so your product, Zeno, offers some some interesting things to, to B2B e-commerce. So, you know, how does it differ from some of the more traditional platforms that, that have some of those challenges we just discussed? Yeah. So again, uh, you know, when I joined Amla Commerce and started Zenode, we rewrote the entire platform in 2017, 18, and, and continue to, to evolve it, right? And, and it's the next generation platform that, that provides extraordinary flexibility and uh, and it, it's it's more of an amazon model you know api first but at the same time you know we provide all the tool sets and the accelerators ready to go out of the box for our customers and uh, and brands to be able to to launch things react faster and and more of a you know configure and and launch right if it becomes an IT project to do that takes two years, nobody's interested. Yeah. So the platform, you know, my, my vision was always with Zenord is a platform that is low code, high configuration. And here you go, Mr. Customer, you can go turn things on and off right through the console. And, yeah. and that's what we are offering. Great. So, you know, we've been talking a bit about or, you know, we've been focused on the the direct customer of the e-commerce platform, but what about the end customers of, you know, that are, that are buying through these e-commerce platforms? How does a more flexible approach help those customers have a better experience when they're, when they're purchasing? And you, you know, that's a very, very important point. You know, customers build, you know, all these experiences um, and, and brands build all these experiences, but the brands that are successful, the 
the organizations that are extremely successful are are the ones that keep their customers in 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 the entire journey at all times right they they keep them them in mind so if if these organizations develop customer experience based on customer needs versus their opinions you know then they're successful right yeah. and and a platform like zenod allows them to curate and create those experiences exactly to what their customers might need and and different industries you know require different experiences you know uh you know somebody ordering large millions and millions of dollars of orders every month might require easy bulk ordering capability you know somebody who's ordering you know small quantities but very high dollars and and the payment terms are you know you know optional and so on you know they require different experiences so the customer personas are key while developing these and 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 that's that's where you can create better customer experiences and and create those loyalties yeah yeah that's great so let's let's keep talking about flexibility and maybe moving back to your direct customers you know the the b2b e-commerce brands uh, you know it's flexibility is definitely key to those that are dealing with multiple suppliers, multiple audiences, multiple systems that need to integrate. So one of the things you recently released was uh, dynamic schemas for your platform. And so some of the more technical listeners may immediately see the value of what that could provide, but could you explain a little to the marketers and, and maybe some of the non-technical listeners what exactly dynamic schemas means and and the value that it provides? Yeah, so dynamic schemas, you know, uh, have sort of been around for a decade or so on the product information side right because every product is unique and could have its own schema of definition yeah. of that product right so an iphone could have you know iphone size and iphone you know model and so on versus airpods you know they have different ways of defining themselves you know we call them the product attributes or product fields you know in in, yeah. in the in the product merchandising world right so far you know the platforms have done that well with pimps now they they evolved to that but but our platform you know you can do that dynamic schema around all entities and again these are some of the technical jargons but hopefully it makes sense so you know as as you know in order to be flexible it's critical that we allow flexibility around data models for other entities as well and and that allows us to be always true on the headless aspect as well as allow customers to easily update take updates and consume updates as we release new features because they've not had to modify the database structures for some of these other entities that don't offer dynamic schemas right yeah. so one of the things we did was in order to support this ease of updates uh and consuming of updates and allowing customers to still have flexibility we released this and it's it's one of the most strongest you know features uh i would say uh you know for brands uh to be able to consume yeah yeah um can you give an example of how a customer is able to use dynamic schemas i i know you talked about it sort of in the in the abstract but could you give an example of of how you know a customer used it where more you know, traditional solutions may not support yeah absolutely absolutely so 
you know, and I used to be in an agency world and, and did a lot of these implementations in the past, you know, as soon as the, the customers go through this journey of new e-commerce platform and, and their agency partner or their internal teams are doing the discoveries, you know, one of the definitions they have to do is, hey, how is our customer data stored in ERP? And they try to match it, you know, or map it to the e-commerce platform's customer record. And, and immediately they realize, hey, our ERP has these seven more fields, but mm-hmm. the e-commerce platform does not offer these fields. So where are we going to store this data? So what they end up doing is they go to the core database, add these seven fields manually, overwrite the data structure, and now they've completely shut themselves off of the up, easy upgrade. Yeah. And, and, and what happens is, Greg, but, but, but at the time, they need to get the project done. So there's no other option, right? So, so they end up doing that. Whereas in Zenode, you could go into the Zenode admin and say, I want these seven more fields that are available in ERP right in Zenode. And we allow you to do that right from the admin without touching the database. Got it. That's great. So let's uh, talk a little bit about what you see coming down the pike, you know, the future of, of B2B e-commerce. Uh, what, what do you see as some of the biggest opportunities on the horizon that uh, B2B e-commerce brands should be keeping in mind? So, so the big thing, right, the biggest opportunity I would see is, is really understanding the customer buying patterns, how they buy, and, and giving them those tool sets, right? You know, one of a good example for me is, you know, we have a customer on Zenode and, and they cater to HVAC contractors, right? And, uh, and these contractors, you know, they don't have big platforms and ERP systems and whatnot. They're small five-people companies, right? So they, they love our customers' e-commerce portal, because they use that as their ERP. They, they, because as they place orders, every order online and go pick them up, now they've built a history for all the jobs that they did in the last several years. They, they can look up warranty right there. So that's just an example, right? Yeah. And, 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 and what our customer has been able to do is create that stickiness with these contractors because now these contractors are using these tools that's not just to place an order, but also to manage sort of their own customer base, manage their own, you know, thing. So, so just, you know, and this is just an example. So, so to me, every B2B business, you know, and brand has opportunities like this. They just need to find them and then build their tool sets around that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it seems like the, I mean, flexibility is kind of the the theme of our, our, our conversation today, but I mean, it seems like that really, do you think that that really is the future? I mean, it seems like there generally there's, there's a move away from, uh, there's always going to be large platforms and, you know, kind of the monolithic platforms, so to speak, but, um, does flexibility and composability and, you know, these seem to be things that keep coming up more and more. And at least in my conversations, I mean, do you think that really is the, the, the trend? Yeah. I mean, I, I think uh, to me, Greg, I look at all these things as jargons, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and every company is now claiming that they have all these things. I think, right. I think what customers need to be able to do is take their use cases and say, hey, can I do this or not? You know, period. There, there yeah. is no other explanation, right? Yeah. So you're absolutely right. Flexibility and, and, and be able to react faster 
is the platform you want to be in. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. Um, well, and, um, I, I would also say the, you're talking about being adaptive as a, as a platform and as a company yourselves uh, to the customer experience, right? I mean, you mentioned the, the HVAC contractors. So, you know, how are, how are you listening to customers and, and adapting and, and responding to, to them and their needs? And, and, you know, how, how does that influence your product roadmap? Yeah, it's, it's amazing, Greg, how much, you know, I have learned, you know, uh, with just my, my digital agency business and with yeah. Zenode now, every week we meet a new type of prospect and learn about their business model. And it's amazing to see how these billion dollar companies, you know, do these unique uh, sell, sales of products and, and how they're in business and, and how they've grown to that, right? Yeah. And, and I love that part of my job because I learned so much. And, and, and with that, Greg, I also learn as much as I can as to how their customers are interacting with them. And believe it or not, in the B2B world, it's unique around, you know, yeah. everyone says, I want a site like Amazon. Well, that's not, that's not what you need, you right. know, in the B2B world. You, you need what your customers want and how they interact with you to do business with you. So, so to me, we try to be close to our customers and prospects. You know, we have this concept of QBRs, quarterly business reviews with our customers. When I was running an agency, none of the products that we implemented did that. They only came for license renewals at yeah. the end of the year, right. you know, and that's something we are very proud of, uh, you know, at Amla Commerce, you know, we, we religiously meet with our customers quarterly, learn how they're doing, what, what challenges they're facing. And, and we try to learn their customers and, 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 and try to keep our roadmap, you know, aligned with that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really great that, that you're structuring your company around getting that type of feedback. I think that's so valuable. Uh, well, one last question before we wrap up here. Um, you've given a lot of great advice already, but you know, what's what's one piece of advice you would have for B2B e-commerce brands that know they need to make some improvements to their e-commerce experience? Maybe not sure exactly first steps to take, but you know, what what would you recommend as they navigate the months ahead? So my that, that's a good question and uh and and uh, you know, I always tell all our customers and the prospects I meet, you know, don't focus on short term. Create B2B commerce strategies, you know, platforms, you know, implementations. You know, everything has to be a long term plan. You know, even if you're slow, it's okay. But as long as you're delivering capabilities to your customers that are, that are going to be beneficial for decades to come, that's what the focus should be on. You know, a lot of publicly traded companies you know, they're, they're trying to, trying to get the sh most short term win to please, you know, the shareholders and, and, and management and so on. Mm -hmm. And to me, the big winners are who are slow and steady, focused on long term. Yeah, that's great. Well, Rapesh, thanks so much for joining the show. Uh, for those listening, what's the best way for them to keep up with what you're doing? You know, I think, I think, you know, obviously, you know, we have our own, uh, own, uh, you know, uh, social, channels we 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 like to keep our customers up to date if they sign up for emails you know they'll be they'll be up to date uh, on our stories and uh, and uh, we're we're starting to create a lot more visibility around what we are doing 
So if they want to just, uh, you know, look out for us uh, on, on, on different channels, we are there. Wonderful. Yeah. And we'll have links to the, to the websites on the, in the show notes of this episode as well. So people can check it out. Um, great. Well, again, I'd like to thank Rapesh Agrawal, CEO and of Amla Commerce, makers of Znode and Artify for joining the show. Thanks for listening to the Agile Brand with Greg Kilstrom. Talk with you next week. Thanks again for listening to the Agile Brand with Greg Kilstrom podcast brought to you by Tech Systems. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to subscribe on your podcast channel of choice and leave us a rating so that others can find the show more easily. You can access more episodes of the show at www.theagilebrand.show. To get a copy of my latest book, Meaningful Measurement of the Customer Experience, visit my website at gregkillstrom.com. Until next week, stay agile.